Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to Join Us Today. We're coming to you live from our studios in Kokomlemle. We are on DTT because we're free to own DSTV Channel 421 and Go TV Channel 125. We are your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Coming up this afternoon, Guta and five other business associations petitioned Parliament against the passage of the import restriction bill. What's the reason? We'll hear from President of Guta on their resistance. Also, this afternoon, a two-horse race in the Adentan NPP parliamentary primaries as Energy Ministry PRO Kwesio Bengfosu battles with NYA Deputy CEO Akosia Menu and another. And I'll build up to the NPP's parliamentary primaries on your election headquarters. We shine the light on constituencies where no MP has been re-elected, boosting the NPP's confidence of snatching that swing seat. And also 2022 Kumasi Road Safety Reports identifies tricycle and motorcycle activities as major contributors to road traffic crashes in the metropolis. And here in Accra, we'll take you to Parliament where the minority is accusing Ekofuado, the president, of not signing the bill that uh, criminalizes witchcraft accusations in Ghana. There is more we'll bring you. Also, we'll have business, sports, world news and showbiz all coming up this afternoon. My name is Aisha Ibrahim. Do stay for details. Remember, we're also live on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and X Spaces via Joy News on TV. My personal handle is Athanana Aisha. Let's settle now for the details. Six business associations, including the Ghana Union of Traders Association, the Ghana Importers and Exporters Association, the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce, and the Ghana Freight Forwarders Association have petitioned Parliament over the ally to restrict the import of strategic products. Government has come under intense pressure not to Pass the ally, which the minority in parliament says will breed corruption. The business associations say the restrictions will cripple businesses. President of the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Guta, Dr. Obeng, has been speaking on this, and the uh, group has since petitioned parliament what it thinks must be the deal, the ideal situation. We'll be speaking, we'll be hearing from Dr. Obeng very soon, who says they will push hard for the right thing to be done. But first, let's share excerpts of the petition with you coming right there on your screens. And this is, uh, we'll be sharing the list of the affected products. It starts with uh, mineral water, uh, cement, and then poultry, uh, corrugated paper and paperboard, uh, plastics and plastic products, animal and vegetable oil, mosquito coil and insecticide, fish, margarine, soaps and detergent, biscuits, fruit juices, motor cars, canned tomatoes, ceramic tiles, clothing and apparel, noodles, and pasta, sugar, all are part of the strategic uh, products that the ally seeks to restrict its importation into the country. We can now hear from Guta President Dr. Joseph Obing, who's been speaking on the matter. We are actually um, cooperate with government and we understand that we need to industrialize and that we will be the first people to know the importance of this exercise because we travel to other destinations where they have made conscious efforts to add values um, to their raw materials to enhance on their production where uh, through their self-sufficiency and even surplus we go to those corridors to buy the goods but here, um, the, how we have structured the airline and how we are going about it 
is not going to help us achieve our aims. We've put the uh, aim behind and then just putting the restriction ahead. And that's why we are calling that uh, we are the people who consume um, the, um, all the goods that are manufactured in the country. And then the shortfall is what we bring from outside. So it's very important that um, our views are also taken in um, situations like this. We are saying that uh, we have to hold on and then we engage. And then even the list that have been um, 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 given to us need to be pulled down. Because the list, if you look at um, sugar, uh, do we have uh, 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 production of uh, uh, sugar yet? We know that there's uh, a factory that is working on it. Have it even started in earnest that we can uh, say that, okay, let's start this sugar. Uh, if you talk about um, um, uh, certain other items like cars, do we have to, uh, do we need Im uh, import license or permit to import a car at this time in terms of competitiveness? So, so your petition, so you submitted your petition to parliament? Yeah, um, uh, we, we've sent it uh, uh, to parliament and uh, we know by now they should have it. We, we prepared it yesterday night and I, then we, we delivered it. Yeah. What has been the response from parliament? Yeah, um, our, uh, our secretary, uh, Mr. Awudi, I've called on the Select Committee on Trade Chairman. And then he has told us a couple of things to do, so we are uh, doing it and then resend our petition again. Gota President Joseph Obing, he spoke with me earlier on News Desk. Let's get on to other stories. I disagree with U.S. travel advisory alert to LGBTQI travelers. That's according to Information Minister Kojo Ponkroma, rejecting claims there are emerging threats against the community if the anti-LGBTQI bill is passed in its present form. The United States government last week updated its travel advisory alert to LGBTQI plus travelers coming to Ghana after its ambassador Virginia Palmer warned of a possible blacklisting and ban on the Ghanaian business dealings if the bill is passed in its present form. Speaking to the media in Accra, Information Minister Kujo Ponkroma insisted Ghana is a sovereign nation and it will stick to its position on such matters. We disagree with them on that. Is there any other question? We disagree with them on that. We'll continue with what we believe is our governance principles. head to Parliament where the minority says Parliament must look into claims of senior high school students who are being fed with maggot infested rice. According to the minority spokesperson on education, Peter Nochukotoy, this rice imported from India is nearing its expiry but still has been distributed to SHS across the country. Mr. Sugar, if you also look at it carefully, you will realize that the, even the type of food they are fed with in the school is questionable. Very, very terrible, Mr. Speaker. Two years ago, I raised an issue of a canned fish that was provided in the senior high schools. When it was about to expire, we branded the container and made it look as if it was newly imported. Yes, Mr. Speaker, as we speak now, there is some rice in the system which has been supplied to senior high schools. They call it laments from India. This rice, Mr. Speaker, is maggot infested. When it was imported in 2021, the suppliers or the importers did not pay for bringing the duty on the rice. So they had to be stored in a warehouse. Now they have Nicodemus only gone 
to remove this rice and distribute it to the senior high schools. About 5,000 metric tons, which is over 300,000 bags of rice. The rice is about to expire, a few weeks to expire. They have not distributed them to the senior high schools in the country. And that is what they are feeding our children with. Mr. Sister, this is so serious that we must look at it carefully. Let's stick with Parliament because um, minority, again, is accusing President Ekofuato for failing to say, sign the law, uh, an amendment to the Criminal Offence Act, which criminalizes accusation of witchcraft and the practices of witch finders. We'll be getting our correspondent, Kwekwa Santi, on the line to tell us more about this attempt uh, by the minority to accuse the president uh, for not uh, signing that bill into law. Let's get on to other stories. It is a true horse race between PR of the Energy Ministry, Kwesi Obengfoso, and Deputy CEO of the National Youth Authority, Akushiyeme Nokozi, as the two battles to lead the NPP in their Denton constituency. These two have stolen the spotlight as a third candidate, Winfred Nati. A polling station chairman struggles to catch up as we begin our build-up to the NPP's parliamentary primaries on your election headquarters in the orphan constituency we shine the light on the Adenton constituency where the race is heated. The Adenton constituency remains one of the key battlegrounds in Ghana's political landscape. No member of parliament for Adenton has been re-elected since 2004 when the constituency was created. The NDC has won the constituency three times while the NPP has won it twice. And as the NPP prepares to elect a candidate to represent it ahead of the crucial 2024 election, the race has become heated as three persons lock horns vying to lead their party to unseat the incumbent NDC MP, Ademu Ramadan. PRO of the Energy Ministry, Kwesi Obin Fosu, believes he is the party's best bet towards attaining this goal. As I, uh, number one indicates a leader. If you have chosen one, you're already in the lead. It means you are one and all the others are behind you. You understand? And oneness, oneness in it form means unity. So it means I'm a symbol of unity. I'm the one that can bring everybody together. In the issue of Adenta, anytime we are united, anytime we come together, we win. So we are far, far ahead. As I said, we are winning this contest. And because of that, our focus now is the NDC. So we have, we have, we have advised ourselves that we are not going to antagonize anybody. We're going to speak the language of unity, love, and then ensure that we have peace so that we can win these primaries successfully and then go ahead to win the general elections, both for the presidential and the parliamentary for the Kwesiwa Bainfosu says he speaks and understands the language of delegates more than any of his contenders. He is facing an uphill task as he goes against Deputy CEO of the National Youth Authority, Akosia Meinukozi. She wants to be the first female MP for Adentan, but not only that, she believes she is the best person to lead a party to unseat Ademu Ramadan. My um, campaign, one of the um, themes is the big tent. Why? Because the big tent is, as the delegates have said, Apatakesia. Everybody can come into the safety net of Kozi because she is welcoming, she's open, and she hasn't, um, she didn't take part in any of the divisive games that existed in 2020. And I believe that's the strongest selling point for me when it comes to that. Um, and it also goes to what I believe is um, the dynamics. Again, it goes back to what they are crying out for, that let's give it to a female. Yes, there's been a parliamentary candidate who was female, but she didn't get the nod. But let's try it this time around. Even when members of the um, opposition wished they had voted for uh, a female as a parliamentary candidate. The third aspirant, Winfred Nati, who is a polling station chairman in the constituency, cast himself as a grassroots candidate. But given his low popularity compared to Kwesi Obin Fosu and Akosu Menu, who are all national figures within the NPP, some have said the race has become a two-horse race between Kwesi Obin Fosu and Akosu Menu. The NPP is confident it will win at Denton because no MP wins twice. But it's obvious the quality and popularity of the candidate they elect will play a significant role towards this quest. It's a few days to the election and the candidates are ramping up campaign with a number of social activities. So who wins? Time, as always, 
will tell. Enrollment in Nasostri MA school in the Jesu municipality has dwindled over the period due to lack of educational materials, including classrooms and desks. This makes teaching and learning a daily struggle for the only school serving the Sotre enclave. As an intervention, the former NPP chairman of uh, Peter Macmeno has constructed a classroom block and an ultra-modern ICT lab for the Associate MA school to improve education in the area. Here's a report by Clinton Yaboa. Without essential classrooms, decks, and educational amenities, students and teachers lack a designated and a conclusive space for focused learning and teaching. Pupils in Asotri MA School are compelled to share limited spaces on packed school decks, affecting their learning experience. Former National Chairman of the New Patriotic Party, Peter McMenu, has commissioned the KG Classroom Block, 100 draw decks, and an automodern, fully furnished ICT laboratory for Asotri MA Basic School. Head teacher of Asotri MA Primary School, Alberta Simpson, showing appreciation for the gesture described the critical condition pupils and teachers endured. We are a cluster of schools and it was our KG block that was not completed. So sometimes people didn't even want to bring their children to our school. So now that we have gotten a a completed block, it's painted, the place is looks very nice. I'm sure it's going to increase enrollment. And you know we are in the computer age and we also has, uh, have computing as a subject, so it's necessary that we, can, we get computers so that the children, as they learn the theory, they can also practice it, and it will go a long way to help them in their learning. Peter McMenu is certain that infrastructure will help people find alternative creative learning spaces and improve their digital skills. The metropolitan... Chief Executive, he sought my assistance and readily with education under our able leadership, Nana It's been our trump card. So readily I accepted that I'll provide the additional uh, desk, dual desk for the remaining students who didn't have. So we came here today to build the desk and in addition, inaugurate an ICT lab I also built for the community, that's the community. So the computer lab is going to assist them delve into various aspects of life. And in this digital age, which our own Dr. Baumia has pioneered so well, children should not be left out so that they will become part of the digital community in Ghana and globally. Global. Reporting for joining News Clinton. We can now go back to Parliament where our correspondent Kwekwa Sante reports that the minority is accusing President Ekofuado of failing to sign into law an amendment to the Criminal Offences Act which criminalizes accusation of witchcraft and practice of witch finders. Kwekwa Sante joins me with more Kweku. Who are the members of the minority who have been taking the president on for this inaction? Hello, Kwekwa Sante. Kwekwa Sante, can you hear me? Hello, Kwekwa Sante. Kwekwa Sante, if you can hear me, I'm asking you how did this matter come up on the floor of parliament and who are the members making the accusations? All right, we may have to try and get Kwekwa Sante back on the line uh, to tell us more about what's happening in parliament. Kwekwa Sante, once more, if you can hear me, how did this matter come up in parliament on the floor of the house? 
All right, so we may have to move on to the other story because uh, Kwekwa Santi seems to be having connection problems. Uh, but when we get him, he'll be telling us more on this accusation that the president is deliberately not signing the bill that will criminalize witchcraft accusations. Kwekwa Santi, I hear he's joined us again. Kwekwa Santi, how did this matter uh, come up on the floor of the house? Aisha, so you will recall that in July of this year, Parliament passed an amendment to the Criminal and Other Offences Act, which criminalized the conduct of witch finders and the accusations of witchcraft, as we've seen so many times in the northern region, leading to the death of so many people, unjustifiably. The bill sponsored by Francis Sisi sought to criminalize this action on the part of some people. Parliament passed this, and it went to the desk of the president. But since July, the president has either failed or refused to sign, according to the minority, which they say is in flagrant breach of the Constitution, because the president gives the Constitution, I should say, gives the president within seven and fourteen days to actually look at the bill and either sign it into law or write back to Parliament detailing the specific issues he has with the bill and why he cannot sign it into law. They say the president has done none of this. And that is in contravention of the Constitution. The majority leader of Sir Chairman Samuels, however, has been providing some answers. He says the presidency has made some challenges with the bill and has sought audience with President Ekufuado and with the Speaker of Parliament to try and trust out these key issues that the presidency has seen with the bill. And that is why the president has carried a bit slowly on signing this bill into law. But the minority will not budge. They say. If the president has any issues, he must note it down formally and write to the Speaker of Parliament as the Constitution dictates. The president cannot meet the Speaker of Parliament at a funeral, for instance, and tell him that he has issues with a bill properly passed by Parliament. And that is why they think that the president is in breach of the Constitution. The Speaker of Parliament has consequently directed that the Criminal and Other Offences Amendment Bill, which has still been listed on the other side, be taken off because that is an anomaly. And that he expects that the president will write to parliament detailing why he cannot sign the bill that was passed into law. MPs are concerned that since this bill was actually passed by the House, there have been a number of killings related to witchcraft accusations in the northern part of the country. And if the president had signed this bill into law, it would have served as a deterrent because of the punishment regime. And the president's failure or refusal to sign this into law. Is simply unacceptable. President has a number of days uh, that he has to notify Parliament if he has issues with a bill. I mean, if you look at the time that this bill was uh, passed and up till up until now, hasn't that time passed? I mean, as stipulated in the Constitution, hasn't that time passed for the president to be able to write to Parliament? Well, I said that time has long passed. As I said earlier on. This bill was passed in July of this year. It's four months now since the bill was passed and was sent to the desk of the president. He has not signed it into law. He has also not written to parliament officially. The Speaker of Parliament has said on the floor that he has not heard officially in writing as the constitution demands from the president on this bill. And so that is why the minority referred copiously from lawyers on the minority side, Mahama Yarga, Haruna Ivisu, and um, the, the ranking member on the Constitutional, Legal and Parliamentary Affairs, Bernard Ahiyanko, who have all spoken that the president has breached the Constitution because the specific timeline, like you referenced, stated and provided for by the Constitution, which is 14 days ceiling maximum, has long passed. Because if you do 14 days, that will be the second week of August. August has come to pass, September has come to pass, October also, and November, today is 27th of November, 14 days has long passed and the president if he had any issues with the bill as he has communicated through the majority leader and also meeting the president at the, at the, the speaker of the president telling him he should have noted this down in a letter officially send this to parliament so that parliament can reconsider or take a decision on that he has not done that and that is why they believe the president has breached the law of course if the president breached the constitution one of the consequences is impeachment and that is why the minority are taking this seriously. And coming in, in the coming days, it will not surprise me and many watchers if people start to go to the Supreme Court, for instance, to demand 
and enforcement of the constitution to also demand a declaration that the president has breached the constitution which could pay for for impeachment proceedings to be opened against the president. Sante, what else should we expect uh, from parliament today? Aisha, you know about this big fight about KT Hammond's airline, which is seeking to restrict the importation of between 22 and 23 items into the country. Rice, sugar, maju, motocar, and a host of other products, which the minority say they are opposed to because it gives the president so much, it gives the minister for trade so much power which could lead to unbridled corruption and rent seeking. It is told listed on the other department. Katie Amon has not come to parliament today, but our understanding is that there is certain conversation ongoing to impress upon Katie Amon not to leave this because of the potential of conflict coming up on the floor if he's to put this through. And so, come hotel in the coming hours, Katie Amon will see to lay this restriction bill. Today, we've heard from Guta and five other groups petitioning parliament asking them not to approve of this airline. And so we will see in the coming hours the KT Amon go back to this pressure coming from within and outside parliament to pull the bricks on this airline. I will see to go ahead to lead with the minority of Kelly stated they will not allow to be late. Bukwasante is our correspondent in Parliament. Definitely there is more we'll be bringing your way in our subsequent bulletins from Parliament. In other stories, leadership of the national private schools are calling on government to extend assistance to private schools as it's being done to public schools affected with the Kumakosombo water spillage. Their request follows efforts on the part of government to ameliorate the suffering of schools in affected areas. There's more in this report. The Greater Accra Chairperson for the Ghana Association of Private Schools, Aisha Esi Akrofi, says both private and public school students in areas affected by the village need equal assistance. In her opinion, the government is paying more attention to students in public schools and neglecting their private counterparts. She said this when regional executives and the Standing Committee of the Association presented items in cash to some affected private schools in Adar. We heard of the plight of our member schools, Asidahi and Merit Community Schools, that they were affected by the Akosombo Dam village. So as members of the association, we put together our widow's mind and we are here to give them some cash donation, some relief items, and, and includes some clothes, writing materials, solitaries, etc., etc., so we are here to commiserate with them and relate to them as well. That as they plan and prepare to assist the public school children, they do the same to private school children. They are all Ghanaian children. They've all been affected. Our people in the Adai East District of the Greater Accra region have been affected. We appeal that they do the same to our member schools as well. The proprietor of Dahe International School at Adar, Richard Akpanglo Nati, appreciated the gesture on behalf of other affected private schools. I am so grateful to NAPS Greater Accra Region for the donation that they have given to the school. Um, the floods that is made of the Akutubo Dam devastated the school compound and then. Um, the class one classroom, uh, class two classrooms were also affected. And uh, for about 10 days, school had to close because uh, the people had a problem in the classrooms. Uh, by grace, uh, now spirit and gravity got about us and things together to assist us. And I know this will go a long way to help the school recover after the devastation of the flood. According to Nadmo, floods caused by the spillage of the Akosomo and Pong dams displaced over 31,000 people in parts of the Volta, Eastern and Greater Accra regions. 
2022 Kumasi Road Safety Report has identified tricycle and motorcycle activities as major contributors to road traffic crashes in the metropolis. Public Relations Officer of the Pragya Okada Union of Ghana, Al-Hassan Sidi, acknowledges the activities are infiltrated with unskilled and unqualified riders who are not under the direction of the union. To insult professionalism, the union says it will henceforth issue special identity cards to members who have undergone training with the Driver and Vehicle Licensing Authority. The number of reported road traffic crashes in Kumasi rose from 1,255 to 1,550 from 2021 to 2022, representing a 24% increment. Studies of road injury risk factors on selected corridors found that 30% of drivers in Kumasi, including Praja and Okada riders, were observed speeding. Tricycle riders were recently restricted from plying the Kumasi Central Business District to ease congestion and reckless driving. The Praja Okada Union is ready to enforce mandatory identification tax for members to curtail the rampant road infractions. According to the Public Relations Officer Al Asbat Al Hassan Sidi, 65% of tricycle riders in Kumasi are without identity, hence, the activities cannot be accounted for. In Kumasi, Greater Kumasi, we are 11,600 and something. It's more than 65% are not part of the union. So, when you go to the authority and complain it to them, they will tell that it's normal because. Even the constitution has given them that authority. But any member that is part of us, the moment you see the person, you can show or you can equally say, oh, this person at least he is fully oriented and he has gone through training for him to be able to drive a tricycle. Even our identity card that we did for our members does it. So now any person who belongs to our association is having this card as an identity. City is appealing to authorities to make orientation and driver-centered education programs available to equip tricycle riders. The way forward is our people need a lot of orientations and training. You see, more often some of them will go to their DVLA for their licensing without any proper orientation and training and they just issue the card to them. So these are all part of the situation that we are facing. We are still pleading with the authority of the Metropolitan Assembly to give us some chance was still we are still negotiating with them but we are still pleading with them to just give us a chance and see they will see a new Pragya drivers, not the ones they know earlier. Yeah, for now, at least we have arranged ourselves, our data is ready. Reporting for joining us, Clinton. Ahafuano North residents have intensified their appeal to get bad roads fixed. The residents According to the 2010 Population and Housing Census, only 35 kilometers of the 520-kilometer road is tarred. Not much has been done since the time of the study. The roads here are dusty and rough for commuters. In rainy season, commercial drivers dread the area due to muddy nature of the roads. When it rains, the road gets blocked. Vehicles are unable to move out or come into the community. Produce of farmers are stuck on their farms. Nothing moves here in the raining season. Sick people get stuck in their homes. We are unable to get them to the hospital. According to the census, nearly 70% of the population are engaged directly or indirectly in agriculture. The farmers are faced with post-harvest losses due to the poor roads. Here are some affected persons. 
We take loans for our farms, but due to the poor roads, our produce rot away on the farms. Tomatoes are always rotting away. After years of complaints and appeals, an indigent of the area, Fosufrim Pong, is facilitating the reshaping of some roads. He called for government support to help fix the bad roads in the area. I personally have been to more than 47 communities, but as a philanthropist and a businessman, you know that it is difficult. You cannot do everything. That is why we've selected 47 communities whose roads are very, very, very bad. And so for now, that is where we are starting from. I have been to every community in this municipality, and therefore I can testify to the bad nature of the roads in these communities. And that is why we have taken it upon ourselves to help alleviate the sufferings of our people. Already, the philanthropist has lobbied for a telecom mast through GIFEC to improve network connectivity. Though many are excited about the reshaping of the road, they are expectant of government's intervention for tiring of the road. We're still live on Joy News today. We're coming to you live from our studios in Kokomlemne. We're on DTT because we're free to wear. Let's take a break. When we return, we'll bring you the very latest coming from the world of business. Every day, people have money emergencies. Mom, I need my school fees. Emergency. Mom, I need money emergency. 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 Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, challenge and enjoyment. At the top life, we got. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies and chop life. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. Yes, 12 essential vitamins that growing bodies need. So grow healthy and strong. Absolutely. Kidivite Multivitamin Tonic contains all the essential vitamins and nutrients needed for the healthy development of children from age 1 to 12 years. Also available, Kidivite Multivitamin Drops for babies under 12 months. Grow strong, grow healthy with Kidivite. Distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to the business segment on Joy News Today with me, Pius Kojo Baka. The Monetary Policy Committee of the Bank of Ghana has kept the policy rate at 30%. 
The central bank maintained the rate at which it lends to commercial banks due to concerns about inflation rate outlook. Addressing the media, Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ness Addison, noted that the committee is also worried about some global developments impacting negatively on the economy. We shall be bringing you more on the marketplace with Darrell Kwao. The president of the Internet Society of Ghana, Francis Aqua Amining, is calling on the government and the private sector to invest into digital inclusion in Ghana to accelerate growth in all aspects of the country. According to him, more work needs to be done to bridge the digital divide in the country. He was speaking at the Ghana Digital and Financial Inclusion Roundtable. The Ghana Digital and Financial Inclusion Roundtable focused on the need to improve digital inclusion in Ghana. It was also themed Advanced Digital Inclusion and Financial Access for All. In an interview, President of the Internet Society Ghana, Frances Aqua Amanen, said government and the private sector must invest into digital inclusion, both the vulnerable and rural community. Digital inclusion is a very important topic which we have to look at, at it critically because if you are looking at a country, uh, last, last two years, our Vice President declared a year of digitalization. So does it mean those who cannot uh, see or cannot hear very well are left behind or those who cannot even afford digital device cannot benefit from this. Now we have e-government which were uh, passport services, uh, uh, a lot of e-government services are, are online. Does it mean they can't enjoy from all, all these e-services? These are conversations which we have to take very keen interest in. So we should look at a country now which uh, uh, should be promising as uh, investment in technology but in extending internet connectivity across the country because if you look at the uh, Ghana statistical service reports still over 42 percent of Ghanaians are still off offline which is very threatening because doesn't mean uh, they are not part of uh, Ghana no so these are some of the issues that makes it very threatening that we all of us to come together being in government being in its private sector being in a business issue as part of our commitment let's try to invest into technology and also go to do so in it because if you visit the villages, people don't have even like a computer, a laptop to learn. Regional Executive Director for West Africa ICT Action Network, Peter Kinque, added that improving digital inclusion could contribute to the growth of the financial sector. It's very important that you realize that it's an inclusive environment. So if we are having almost about 4 million Ghanaians who are not connected, or excluded, it has a lot of issues that, despite the gains made in the area of financial, you know, mobility, uh, financial inclusion with respect to mobile money and their financial, you know, platforms that are increasing, making more people get access to financial services. We're looking at digital inclusion. That is very, very important. People with disabilities and people who are like children. This need to be looked at. There are a lot of policies on child online protection, which Ghana is championing. So we think there's a need for more expansion to cater to those particular target people as well. The Ghana Digital and Financial Inclusion Roundtable brought together technological experts and some students. And that's it for business. I am Pius Kojo Baka. Coming up in sports, Mohamed Kudus redeemed his image after giving away a penalty by contributing to two goals. We've got more for you on the sports segment with Haruna Mubarak after this break. That's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. It has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Yay! Syntex <laughs> was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. 
Sintas gives you the biggest warranty, seven years. No matter your water needs, Sintas is the answer. Sintas tank, are you strong? Are you tough? One, two, give it a dance. Let's go, sir. Hello, with everybody for you. Your favorite TV game show, Step Up, is back with another amazing season. This time, we are stepping up with Syntex Tank. Step up with Syntex Tank. We'll see contestants answer questions of your choice and win over 6,000 Ghana CDs cash prize weekly and other products from our sponsors. This season, viewers at home should watch out for the Syntex Tank question of the week. Be the first to answer correctly via WhatsApp or send SMS to 050-833-8888 and win incredible prizes. The person who answers most of the weekly questions correctly and fastest gets a 65-inch Samsung TV at the end of the season. Step up with Syntex Tan, showing on Joy Prime every Sunday, 7.30 p.m. Sponsored by Bell Eyes, MTN Momo, Angel Cola, powered by Syntex Tan. Joy Prime, your ultimate experience. Let's do sports now on JN Today. I am Harun Mubarak. Now, Mohamed Kudus redeemed his image after giving away a penalty by contributing to two goals for West Ham against Burnley. The 23-year-old falls the equaliser before setting up Thomas Suchek for the winner. He spoke after the win. I just keep my focus throughout the whole game, you know. It's easy to give up in games like this, especially when they have more of the ball and we are defending a lot. But we still believe and still keep doing what um, we know best and then luckily we got the win. For you, they're rather close to today as well with the penalty as well. Um, some guys have said first that it was pretty soft. Um, I need to see it, but I know my leg touched him, but I don't know how, how heavy that is or not. But after that, my focus was I need to do anything to, 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 to bring the team back in the, in the game. You could see it um, in the last actions. Yeah, I mean, the first assist... It was virtually the first time that you decided to go on the outside. Three of them, straight past, low cross, and, uh, you know, just sometimes you need a bit of luck. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, I had to make something happen, so I had to use my, my, my individual skills to make something happen, and luckily it worked, because, yeah, I caused the penalty, but, yeah, that was that was my, my, my mindset after, you know, I need to get the team back in the game. For sure, and Thomas said that when you got the ball on the on the right wing, he said he knew you were going to find him. Yeah, when I come inside, you know, definitely we practice that a lot. You know, when I come inside, second pose, you know, and luckily went straight to him and then good finish from Thomas. He's got a heck of a run at the moment. He's scoring with his head. He said today because he has a cut on his head, he had to score with the volley. So lucky you put it in at the right height. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoyed uh, you enjoyed it now? I mean, obviously we're we're grinding some results out. We're not playing maybe as fluently as, as we hope, but you know if you can't play well and win, if you can play okay and win, doesn't matter. Yeah. Like I said, we keep improving. You know the the, the points are very important. Yes. So we we build from today and and then focus on the next game. But absolutely going to to come back from the international break. You know everyone is from different places, yeah. play different styles in their country. Yeah. It's good to get back together and then get the winning feeling again. You know. Yeah. Now, to the African continent, Midiama and Dreams FC had a tough start to their calf inter-club competitions. The two teams suffered defeats in their respective competitions and hope to return to winning ways in their next matches. There's more in this report. Midiama knew the formidable opposition they were facing at the Al Salam Stadium in Egypt. Al Ali, a record 11-time winners of the CAF Champions League. The Ghanaian champions put up a strong defensive performance, keeping the Egyptian champions at bay in the first 45 minutes. Midiama remained in the game at the hour mark, but they couldn't hold on in the last 25 minutes, conceding three goals in 22 minutes. Mahmoud Abdul Monain scored with a header, followed by goals from Hussein Al Sahat and Salah Mohsen 
completing the emphatic victory for the home team. As a result of this victory, Al Ahly now lead Group D, followed by Algeria's Belizdad, who defeated Tanzania's Young Africans 3-0 on Friday. Miriam's focus now turns to their next match against Belizdad at the Babayara Stadium in Kumasi on Friday. Meanwhile, their Ghanaian counterpart, Dreams FC, also faced a setback in Tunisia in the Confederation Cup. The still believe side lost 2-0 to Club African. The debutants conceded the first goal within the first five minutes through Tayeb Miziani and Kinsley Eduo doubled their lead four minutes later following a mistake from goalkeeper Solomon Adbesi. Things went from bad to worse when captain Abdul Jalilu was sent off in the 59th minute for a second yellow card. The defeat leaves Dreams FC in third in Group C. The Ghana FA Cup champions will aim to rectify their performance against Algerian side Rivers United at the Babayara Stadium on Sunday. Time now to check out what's making headlines elsewhere and international efforts continue to extend to the current four-day truce between Israel and Hamas, which is due to expire at midnight local time. Israel is offering a day's pause and fighting for every 10 additional hostages released from Gaza, while Hamas says it is seeking an extension. More Israeli hostages and Palestinian prisoners are due to be released later on the final day of the current truce period. As part of the Israel-Hamas deal, 39 Israeli hostages in Gaza have been released so far with 117 Palestinians freed from Israeli jails. Further lorry loads, loads of humanitarian supplies entered the Gaza Strip on Monday with food, fuel and medicines being distributed by aid organizations. Hamas attack on 7th October killed 1,200 people with about 240 taken hostage. Since then, Hamas Gaza-run health ministry says more than 14,500 people have been killed in Israelis' retaliatory campaign. That does it for World News. Up next is Showbiz.
Well, it's time for us to get into what is happening in the world of showbiz. The name is Ibrahim Benbako, and songstress Frida Rimes has revealed that she, there have been times that she's thought about quitting music due to the challenges that she has been facing in her career. But according to her, the challenges rather made her strong, and she made a choice to continue pursuing music. Well, Echo, Nicholas Diamond has more in this report for you. Looking for the one who will give me. Rhymes made a return to the music scene in February 2023 after a long hiatus. According to the Songstress, she has had challenges with her career, therefore, going on a long break. Speaking on Daybreak Hit, Frida Rhymes revealed that there have been times she thought about quitting music due to the challenges she faced. I'm not gonna lie, you know, I've had challenges and all that's with my career and all that so definitely there's been times that you know I've, I've thought of quitting and, and all that but my my soul just wouldn't let me you know mm -hmm. um, my homeboy top dog would, would, would tell you uh, there were times that I told him that you know this thing is too difficult for me and you know things don't seem to go the way I wanted to so I think I'm tired and I want to quit but he was like nah I can't quit you know so Mm. Yeah, I've, I've, I've thought about that a couple of times, nice. but mm. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm here today, you know, so mm. Mm. it means that's not, that's not possible, yeah, regardless of the challenges and all that. I've learned that, you know, in life, whatever you do, you have challenges, you know, but you need to keep on, you know, moving because the challenges and the things that I've experienced with my career has, you know, um, shaped me into the, the woman that I am today, so mm. it's, it's all worth it. There were also rumors that she was expecting a baby, but the songstress debunks the rumors, saying the stories were made up. No, 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 no. You no. never got pregnant? No, no, no. You I never mean, had a baby? You know, people weren't hearing from me for a long time. They didn't know what was happening, so, mm -hmm. you know, they just made up stuff, but it was nothing like that. It was nothing like that. There was no marriage, no pregnancy, no, no. no baby. Not at all. I was, I was just, you know, on my grind, though. No. Ah! Nah, it was hey. just rumors. Frida Rhymes gained recognition when she entered the MTN Hitmaker competition in 2017 and emerged as the winner of the competition. Nicholas Ekoyamwa's report read to you. And there you have it with the report from Nicolas Echo Yamoa. And that will wrap it up on the world of showbiz here on Joy News Today. Aisha? Hi, Daddy. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? Right, I'm doing great. That's how we wrap up the bulletin this afternoon. My name is Aisha Brian. Look on to myjournaline.com. There's more of the news and updates of all the developing stories. And that is what we <laughs> Enjoy the rest of our programs. Bye. Hi, baby. <laughs>